Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Once species of animals become extinct, they are, of course, no more. But what if we could recreate extinct animals by piecing together their DNA? The idea has been tried in Hollywood movies, usually with disastrous effects, but a team of Russian and Korean scientists is planning to do this in real life. They want to recreate the woolly mammoth, which was a huge beast, much bigger than an elephant with enormous horns, and that became extinct between 5 and 10,000 years ago. Remains have been found in Siberia, and the scientists are hoping to put together and reproduce the DNA from those remains. Then that DNA would be placed in an elephant egg, and the egg probably returned to the womb of an elephant to allow the baby mammoth to grow. There are a huge number of problems that need to be overcome for the experiment to work, but the team hopes to resurrect the woolly mammoth in the next five years. Although we can predict when the weather conditions for thunder and lightning are right, scientists have never been able to completely control lightning strikes, which can be very damaging. But new research has shown that it might be possible to use lasers to direct where lightning strikes. All tall buildings have a lightning rod on the top to try and attract any potential lightning strikes and defuse them. But using lasers could give a lot more control on where and when the lightning would come to ground. The theory is that if you use a laser to project a stream of electrons into a cloud that is likely to produce lightning, then the laser could draw that lightning down to the ground. This way, it should even be possible to direct the huge energy in lightning strikes to one single spot on the ground, and maybe even harness that power to create usable electricity, all from the power of nature. Traveling faster than the speed of light is the biggest obstacle to accomplish if we are to travel to the stars in the coming centuries. However, if it is possible at all, is still the biggest question. Einstein's theories state that nothing can travel faster than light, and recent tests in Europe, which had been thought to show particles traveling faster than light, have still not been proven. Now there is another potential problem if we are to achieve light speed travel. Theoretical physicists in Australia have suggested that if we did manage to achieve light speed, then there could be a devastating explosion of supercharged particles that would be released when we returned to sub-light speeds. That might destroy the craft we were traveling in, or even the planet that we were visiting, which would not be very welcoming. Light speed travel is still what many scientists dream of the most. But at the moment, it seems further away than ever. We all get used to the ease of communication that we have these days. With phones, texts, emails, and so on, it is pretty difficult to be out of touch. However, there are still areas of the planet that are difficult to have communications with. 
deep underground or under the ocean. Both are areas where radio or phone signals can't reach. But a new experiment using subatomic neutrino particles has had success transmitting a message through 200 meters of solid rock, something that would be impossible any other way. Tiny neutrinos can travel between any two points without using any cables or wires, including through rock and water. So, although the experiment only managed to send a single word through the solid rock by encoding text into neutrinos at one end and then decoding it at the other end, one day it might be possible to use neutrinos as a messaging system for all around the planet. We've known for a long time that birds use the Earth's magnetic fields to help them navigate long distances, especially during seasonal migrations. But researchers in Oxford and Singapore have suggested that birds might actually be able to see those magnetic fields too. The magnetic fields that a bird sees might be in addition to normal vision, so a bit like some heads-up displays that fighter jet pilots have, which overlays data on top of normal vision. This suggestion is really hard to prove, as we can never truly see exactly the same as a bird sees, even though we do know they have great skills in navigating huge distances and manage to find the same place year after year. That is something even the smartest people have trouble with. And that's it for the Teen Time Science blog for this week. I'm Neil Chase. I'll be back again next week with more from the science world. <laughs>